Hello there, uh, this is the Psychology Report, and I'm Dr. Alan Hedberg, and today we'd like to take another look at the political world in which we live, and the issues that before us, and the opportunity that is now before all of us. You know, today's world is in a bad situation. We are, we are not doing well as a world, not just as a country. The marriage problem has increased. Family disintegration has increased. Sexually transmitted diseases are at all-time high. We have a nation that is at, in trouble, in hostility one to the other. American Psychiatric Association just uh, undertook a study and found that um, the American people that are all-time high in the field of, are, are in the feelings of anxiety and unrest and distress. Our nation is in trouble. Our international world is in trouble. We have a tremendous amount of unrest and uncertainty and unsureness around the world. People are moving from one country to another, seeking peace, seeking a place to live, seeking a place to raise a family, seeking a place to have roots and establish themselves and have a future and to live without hostility and live without the fear of everything being blown up in your face. Our world is not in a good situation today. Our political leaders have not risen to the occasion. Our political leaders across the world have not come together and tried to answer the problem of our world today. Our political leaders are all across the nation are more at odds with each other than they are in unity with each other. Our own president, Mr. Obama, has created a sense of unrest and uncertainty and unsureness and ill at ease among our own people, unfortunately. But you know, we have opportunity. We are now facing opportunity before us, and that is, we call it a vote. We call it the opportunity of voting. We have an opportunity to change the course of America. We have an opportunity to change the course of who sits in the Oval Office. Not only who sits in the Oval Office, but what are they going to implement? What are they going to stand for? What are they going to uh, try to achieve. Again, this election is not who, but it's what will happen as a result of who we elect. Noah Webster, we all know Noah Webster's name, from the dictionary. The brother is the one that started the American Spelling Bee. He lived from 1758 to 1843, a very important time in history during our formation years. And this, that's when voting became part of the American scene. Noah Webster said this, In selecting men for office, let principle be your guide. Regard not the particular sect or denomination of the candidate. Look to his character. It is alleged by men of loose principle or defective views of the subject that religion and morality are not necessary or important qualifications for political station. However, but the scripture teaches a different doctrine, a different point of view. Scriptures direct that rulers should be men who rule in the fear of God, able men, such as fear of God, men of truth, hating covetousness. When a citizen gives his vote to a man of known immorality, he abuses his civic responsibility, said Noah. He sacrifices not only his own interest, but that of his neighbor. He portrays the interest of his country. 
Those are pretty profound words by Noah Webster, the dictionary man. Lived in New Haven, Connecticut, West Windsor, you know, Connecticut, and was a founding father of the America that was built in the late 1700s and the early 1800s. Coming from British, or from British roots and from Britain, statesman Edmund Burke knows said this, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. In other words, we face now an opportunity for action. We, trace, we, we face now an opportunity for everybody in our country to not only register to vote, but engage in the act of voting, to voice their opinion, to voice their point of view, and come together collectively and say, this is the direction we want our country to go. And this is the leader that we think will lead our country in that direction. And it's in that priority. What is the direction we want America to go? And who is it that will lead us in that path? Will take us down that path? Will lead us in the path of goodness and righteousness and honor and integrity and unity of not only our own people in America, but around the world globally? Ever since the book of Acts, Right up to the abolition movement, when we dealt with the issue of the black people in America, a handful of individuals that come together shape history. And here we have an opportunity as a voting population to come, to come together as a people and shape history, shape the future history of America. Mark Twain, we all know Mark, made this kind of statement. It's very profound. Here's Mark Twain. A Christian's first duty is to God. It then follows as a matter of course that, is it, that it is his duty to carry his Christian code of morals to the polls and vote them. If Christians should vote their duty to God as the polls, they would carry every election and do it with ease. It would bring about a moral revolution that would be incalculable. It would save our country. That's Mark Twain. In other words, if good people do nothing, evil will flourish. If good people rise to the occasion and take action, and in this case vote, and bring about a government that will shape our country in a positive and honorable way in the future, we will have a different future. We will have a, a future that we'll be proud of, and we'll be proud to live in, and participate in, and help shape. It was John Jay, the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of America, made this kind of statement as it was as the Supreme Court Constitution was being drafted in 1816. Providence has given to our people the choice of the rulers, and it is the duty, as well as the privilege and interest, of our Christian nation to elect and prefer Christians for their rulers. That's John Jay, the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Well, what are the steps? What are the directions? What are the actions? What are the events and the directions that people can take so that the future of our nation will be assured in a positive and honorable manner and that we will have a country that will be good for all, not good for the white, not good for the black, not good for the Asians, but good for all. We have to have a leader that will see all people as equal.
and that all people will matter. All people are people of distinction. All people are people of worth. All people are people of potential contribution to the future of our world. What are the, what are the steps that Americans can take? In whatever form you take, the American can pray. And pray to God that our country will be preserved, our country will be honored, and our country will be lifted up. Not only by the future leader that we elect, but by the people. That our people will come together and in an honorable way unite and work together and advance our nation in positive ways. The book of Second Chronicles, in the Old Testament, Jewish writ said this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal their ha- I will hear their I will hear I will hear from heaven for me I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and I will restore their land. Okay, that's the mandate. People can at least pray. If you don't vote, you can pray. If you're too young to vote, you can pray. If you didn't register to vote, you can pray. I mean, be part of the process and ask God's blessing on a country that has had God's blessing in the past. And we want to maintain that. We want to keep that for the years ahead. So besides that, besides praying, don't forget to register for vote. Now here we are about two weeks before an election is going to take place. Some states have already closed the registration process. Some are still open. Some states you can still register. Some states you can register online, but not in person. So if you are in a state and you have not registered, check your state laws and see if you can still register. If you have passed up the registration, shame on you, because now you are not part of the process. Now you have excluded yourself from the future of our country. You have stepped away from your responsibility if you have not registered. You have not been honorable to your neighbor. You have not been honorable to yourself. You have not been honorable to our people, to our country, and to our future and your future. You will not be a participant in the shaping of your own future, the shaping of the future of your children, and the shaping of your future of your grandchildren because you did not register. Shame on you. But if you can still register, get out there and register so that you're able to vote and your vote will carry. It will mean something. King Solomon in the Old Testament also said this, Upright citizens are good for a city and they make it prosper. Upright citizens are those citizens that register to vote and follow up and vote. That's an upright citizen. But also a citizen that's honorable and has integrity and have morality and have faith and have goodness and have goals and have purpose and have objective and have a desire to see our country come together and stand together and unify and be one where all people matter. The deadline's here. Check it out today. And if you can vote, and if you can't vote, if you passed up your opportunity to vote, get others to vote. Tell others to vote. Tell people that you did not register and you're, you're ashamed of that and you're sorry for that, but you want to make sure that they vote if they've registered. Make sure that your family votes if they're registered, even if you have not registered. Make sure your adult children vote, even if you have not registered. Make sure your neighbors vote, even if you have not registered. Just because you're not registered doesn't absolve you from responsibility in our country at this voting time. Get out the vote. You can work that way and maybe do more good than just your own single vote to advance the voting cause. Number three, 
become informed. This is an opportunity to be informed of what's going on in our world. You need to be informed of what's going on in your own city, your neighborhood. You need to be informed of what's going on in your own country, your own state, in the world in which you live, in the countries that you have special interest in. Maybe the country that your generation came from, your parents came from. Mine came from Sweden. I follow the Swedish mandate. I follow the Swedish culture. I follow the Swedish judicial system and political system. I, I'm informed about the Swedish world because I have interest there. You should too. But certainly be informed what's going on in your own country. What are the candidates? Who are the candidates? What do they stand for? What will they do if they're elected? Whether it's a woman or a man. Whether the woman cusses like a sailor or the man cusses like a sailor. Or one treats people perhaps less positively and the other one treats people less positively, but in a different way. They still are the ones that we're going to vote for. And you have to decide not who you vote for, but what do you want to see accomplished by the voter or by the person you vote for? It's not who, it's what. What will happen as a result of the person who sits in the Oval Office? And that's your responsibility. Not to decide who sits there, but to decide what that person will do if they sit there, and then you vote accordingly. Make sure that the future and the issues that you think are important, the principles that you stand for, the principles that you think are important, the principles that you want to see prevail, the principles that you want to see our country live by and our people live by and espouse and, and uh, stand up for, who will represent those principles? Who will be the person that will carry the point of view that's in your heart that's in your desire for our country's future. And then, lastly, help. Help people get elected that you think are proper and good and should be elected. Not just at the presidential level, by the way, but at the city government level, at the county government level, at the state level. Vote for people at the local grassroots level that also represent the point of view and the principles that you would like to see espoused in the future. That affects you more dearly because you live there. And those people that represent a particular point of view, you want to make sure they're elected because that will affect you in a very personal and deep way. So make sure that you get the vote out, but that you also become informed, but that you not just restrict yourself to the national scene, but you become very involved in your own local world, in your own local politics, in your own local representatives. Support them. Not just be informed, but support them. Kick in a few bucks. That's part of the American participation process. Kick in a few dollars for the candidates that represent the point of view that is in your heart and that you want to see the world become like. If you can't give a lot, give a little. Because every little bit is like a vote in itself. It's a vote of confidence to the person that you are representing or that you are advocating for. And share the word. Put out signs. Put a bumper stickers on. Speak about it. Don't let. Don't get caught in this uh, silly thinking that you can't talk publicly about religion and you can't talk publicly about politics. That's nonsense. Those are the two things. There are others, but those are two things that affect the American people the most: is our politics and our religious views and our religious commitments. Those need to be talked about openly and publicly. And we need to have a freedom of talking about those kind of issues. 
So don't hold back. If you don't know all the issues, at least speak up and learn. Be part of the process. Be part of the conversation and learn. So here we are with an opportunity. Our country's in bad shape. The last four, eight years have been bad for America and for the world. We have a more disruptive world today than we had eight years ago, than we had 16 years ago, and so on. We are at all-time high. As I said, sexually transmitted diseases are at all-time high. Divorces, the family life, the dysfunctional family life, all-time high. Drug addiction, all-time high. And going higher as states want to involve uh, more addiction by voting in a marijuana laws for recreational and medical purposes. That will affect our children. That will affect our motivational levels. That will affect our productivity levels. And that will make our country even more unstable, even more unsure, even more anxious and stressful and unproductive. That vote is a no vote right across the country. Don't let your city, don't let your state bring in the marijuana laws, bring in the marijuana use. Crime goes up, divorce rates go up, marital dysfunction goes up. The whole world of accidents and health care is much more detrimental. Our costs will be enormous to carry the health problems that will be associated with increased drug use. Accident rates will be increased. Insurance rates will be increased. Hospital usage will be increased. Marijuana is a dangerous drug. And it won't be marijuana. It will go on to other drugs, methamphetamines, and so on, which are even more dangerous. And it will not only involve adults, but it will involve children. The average age of marijuana involvement is 14. The brain doesn't develop until 25. We're creating brain damage by allowing marijuana use to infiltrate anybody's life less than 25. And we create brain damage in anybody, even over 25, if they use it regularly. It's a no vote. Well, get involved. Do your part. Be part of the answer. Be part of the solution. Don't contribute to the problem. This has been the Psychology Report, and this is Dr. Alan Hedberg. Thanks for listening, and I refer you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Pick a book out there. The one on healthcare is a great one for this time of the year because of the marijuana issues, and I've addressed that issue in my book, Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. So you can get that on my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Thanks for joining me, and we look forward to hearing from you again, and um, I hope that you'll look forward to hearing from me again. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye for now.